RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one YouTube talk show. We are live for a Monday edition of the People's Talk Show. Looking forward to connecting and uh, getting some feedback based on the information shared earlier and as well as other stories out there that I may not be aware of. So that's why it's always good to connect with like-minded people so you can stay plugged in and stay uh, up to date on the latest events as they unfold. Uh, just so you know, you can be aware. I think being aware is better than being left out in the dark. So uh, that's what we're trying to try to do today. But anyway, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, as always, want to make sure I extend an invitation. Any first-time viewers, feel free to let me know where you're watching from via the chat. And then also want to hear from you guys directly. It's no talk show unless you have someone to talk to. And so this number, 313-462-0027, is the number that you can call uh, and let your voice be heard. So I'll jump into the chat real quick, welcome a couple people. Then I'll also pull up on my side. Uh, you know, just more developments in this whole transition away from the old world order of the petrodollar based system and into something else, hopefully something preferably with options and opportunities to uh, uh, allow people to create for themselves and things of that nature. But all right, let me jump in real quick and uh, open the phone line. I want to just go through real, some real, go some things, go through things real quickly and then open the phone line. So. Uh, let me got we got Grow Mechanic checking in. We got Rogue King 64. We got Timo checking in as well with a question. Uh, it says here, let me jump on this question real quick. It says, RTD question, why do the central banks have to collapse a dollar in order to move us into a digital dollar? Uh, why do they have to? Uh, I think it, it, it's based upon the way the current monetary infrastructure is set up, uh, in particular with the combination of the commercial banks utilizing the fractional reserve lending model, basically creating currency out of thin air when people use their signatures to create debt. That current model has been basically saturated to the point where it's, it's, it's already imploding. And that leads to the great financial and wealth dispersion of too much the have nots and the haves and the have nots that that gap the income inequality gap is so wide now it's hard to hide that and your average joe is basically tapped out you know the cost of being able to sustain yourself based through just sheer working you know your our time has been siphoned away with this uh this fraudulent monetary system and so it's all it's all based upon the current infrastructure of the central banking model and ultimately this goes back to the visual aid that I love to use because this basically sum, not summarizes it, but it just lets us know uh, the debt itself is the problem. And the biggest product of debt happens to be the very same currency that we use. And as you can see, Mr. Biden here, we're already over the cliff. We're already sub zero as far as what an actual unit, a single paper unit, what it could actually do for you. It's already problematic and it's going to get worse just because fiat currencies are never designed to last forever because they are debt instruments. So that's all tied into why central banks, uh, I guess, need to reshuffle the deck and reshift some things and eventually go solely digital because it benefits them first. And then us last, if it even does, which I don't think it does whatsoever. Anyway, long story rant. Hope that, you know, was a, made some sense. Oh, uh, we got the curious bricklegger checking in. We got Mark checking in, Todd checking in, and we know 828 checking in. We got Amir checking in from Virginia. What's up, my friend? Ralph checking in. Let me see. BC in the Matrix. Uh, we got James, uh, Sasha, if I'm not saying that incorrectly. Shaska, I'm sorry. Uh, what else we got here? Amir checking in as well. Abolish credit. You know, the, the, yeah, 
the current uh, the, the credit system in of itself, basically allowing the commercial banks to extend credit based upon people's what, what used to be, you know, the capital in the bank to back some of that credit up. But now the whole FICO credit score that they've used to further the dollar dominance by allowing people to finance their lifestyles in this current uh, order that we're in now, those days are definitely gone. You know, just I always mentioned before, look at how people live in the second and third world. They don't have credit. They don't have credit cards down there. Why? It's either you got cash to pay for it outright or you don't. And so that's kind of where this is ultimately heading. So, all right, let me jump into, um, okay, some things here. Appreciate the love offer, my friend. All right, uh, let me get it. Keep it moving. Uh, Let me just jump into some headlines that appear to be, uh, you know, taking some more attention out here. But here's something directly from a Russian news source. Take it, take it for the way it what for what it, what it is. It says <laughs> Russia says we're not engaged in charity. <laughs> and this is referring to uh allowing their resources to be uh sold to the world in dollar terms, I'm sure. But it says Russia won't supply gas to Europe for free cautions the Kremlin. And to go on even further, it says however the Kremlin spokesman Refrain from providing details on what measures Russia might take if Europe refuses to pay for gas and rubles. So as I hinted at in that last little bit of a rant is that the Western powers, i.e. the ones closest to Russia's border, Poland and all those other Scandinavian countries, they're predominantly still receiving a good portion of their energy from Russia. And he's Putin's basically saying, hey, pay us in our own currency or you get you'll get you gonna get left out. It's either pay up or shut up type of type of situation. So there's, you know, the Western nations, i.e. Russia and Europe, you and all the West, further Western nations are telling the closer Western nations, i.e. the Scandinavian countries, hey, don't comply with this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And so here we got the pushback. But question is, how long can it last? Uh, Amir, appreciate the love offering, my friend. Thank you for the blessing. Uh, Becky Hoffman, I appreciate you as well for being a generous donator to the channel. Thank you for the love offering. And so I also consider these love orphans because, you know, being a blessing to me, you know, basically, you know, it, it, it furthers it, it furthers puts you in a position to be blessed as well, because God makes sure he blesses his own. So uh, you scratch my back. The Lord would definitely scratch yours. That's just how he's always blessed me and those that have been uh, around me. So appreciate you. Uh, but, yeah, this comes from this article right here. Kremlin threatens to halt supplies as G7 ministers reject. They reject they say it's unacceptable for us to pay in rubles. And so the, this is about to turn into something very entertaining, to say the least. But it's just more information here. Russia on Monday has issued a firm and unyielding response to G7 ministers who had dismissed as unacceptable its plans to accept the ruble payments for Russian gas uh, going to unfriendly nations. And so just more details here. But here's a little, you know, prepare to switch to rubles for natural gas exports by March 31st. So literally, they got three days. They're going to basically those contracts that they've had in the past are, will be considered null and void on Russia's view from Russian viewpoint. And they're going to, you know, either you re up and re sign up in, in ruble terms or you're going to be left out in the cold, buddy. So, yeah, anyway, keep it moving. Uh, here's just another Eastern or Western version of something similar. It says prepare to switch to rubles for natural gas by exports on the 31st. So, yeah, so. Basically, and here's the thing. I think Russia is in a position to be able to play hardball because they have what the world needs. They have, you know, what the world needs to function in a sense. They they control a good portion of it. And as I always say, the greatest form of 
natural wealth happen to be on this periodic table because majority of those resources that we have enjoyed on this side of the planet comes from nations that have been subjected to the abuse of the reserve currency, i.e. the dollar. And it looks like the time is up. So literally like the de-dollarization process is well underway and central banks are, you know, Russia in particular, they're leading the charge. Now it's just a matter of how long before China decides to jump on board and say, Hey, you know, we, well, we up next, then it's going to be some problems. So, um, but that's, that's what it is on the home front, just some simple stuff to touch on. And as a result of all this activity happening out here, I'm not quite sure how in the, in a real, in the real world could gold and silver have caught a, a downward trajectory right now. So silver 2487 and gold 1921, but once again, when all fiat currencies is trending down, ultimately, as far as what they will not be able to purchase, those are considered true, tangible, stable coins uh, in a sense, regardless of what the paper price is. And with Russia now coming out, talking about setting a new pricing mechanism for their central bank, that to me is the reopening of the gold window officially because the Russian central bank is they're coming out swinging a little bit lower than what the current global market is priced in dollars, but you have a choice. You continue to comply with the USD version of the dollar in gold and silver and other real things, or you actually come over to us where we actually have physically what you need in the form of gold, minerals, fertilizer. So, you, you, you know, there's two pricing mechanisms. So that the weight scale right over my shoulder here to get your weight up scale so on one side, it's fiat currencies that has no real world association other than just being the anchor to the monetary system because of military might, the full faith and credit of the U.S. Then on this side, you will put the Russian ruble, gold, oil, wheat, fertilizer, nickel, copper, tin, anything that's real that we, the world needs, you put on this side, which one's sitting heavier? So it's kind of obvious to me. But anyway, I don't want to continue to rant on. Um let me see here. So, so I'm going to just dump right in some more thoughts and comments. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I don't want to butcher your name. Forgive me. I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to butcher your name because I won't be able to pronounce it correctly, but I want to acknowledge that offering as well, my friend. Thank you for being a blessing. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, if, if you can, if you can, uh, you know, put it out, put, you know, decipher that name for me. So I don't butcher it. Cause I don't want to, you know, disrespect you like that. Uh, Joe Webb, I appreciate you as well, my friend. Thank you for that offering. Okay, so let's open the phone lines. Let me hear from you guys. Uh, I can rant on forever, but I don't want to. I want to hear from you guys. This is the People's Talk Show. Let's talk. Uh, okay, I did miss some calls. Forgive me. All right, let me get some calls here. Uh, let's talk about what's happening. Whatever else is not on the mainstream news, I'm curious to hear what's going on. So let's talk. All right, hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? Hey, Mike, it's Mike from Coima. Mike, what's going on, my friend? Give me a quick thought. What's in your mind? Uh, you broke the biggest story of the day today, man. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, I, that's not, I mean, uh, thank you, but that's not necessarily, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not in the long in the long term, it's not a good thing, but it, it's, it's real talk, though, so I, I do what I got to do, man. Yeah. Man, that, uh, what is it, eCash? That, that's, that's the one. Yeah. So with that, with that, uh, how I'm perceiving that, that has state implications of the creation of currency, mm -hmm. which we don't currently have right now. Right. Now, if you read the Constitution, what does it say about uh, money and the Constitution? Gold, gold and silver. States have the right to coin gold and silver. 
explicit, that's the only thing that they can issue as money. So if the state is going to be issuing a digital dollar, there's got to be some tie to some metal involved with that. Mm. And if not, you got a constitutional basis of a a repeal of that. Right. But here, once again, you know, in in the time frame of a decaying state and the disrespect towards law and order and, and sound laws and just practical matters, when 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 the empire is ending, do you know? Do you actually think that the court of law and being able to push back, fight, and demand certain things will actually stand? Unless you know, all three hundred plus million people in this country, you know, make their voice heard at one time in unison. You know, what I'm saying that's the only way we will get actual change, in my opinion. It's a small, relentless. It's a small, relentless popular uh, size of the population that we need. Right. Uh, you know especially with the whole past two years that we had to deal with the sickness, the legislation is finally catching up and we're starting to get some repeal of that. So there is hope out there. Um, But the biggest thing about this is, is is giving the state the means to create the currency. Mm -hmm. So what that would entice, like, how would you get How are you going to pay off these debt notes to the federal reserve? We're talking about a a whole different Mm -hmm. monetary unit. We're not talking about the dollar here anymore. This is a whole new thing that if they accept it as legal tender, Mm -hmm. we could pay off our debts with. So that gives the state back the control instead of the central banks. Right. And then that's a possibility. It's still early, but we're going to find out how it's playing out. But yeah, this is like some somewhat of a horror flick unfolding in real time. So, uh, but most importantly, for those paying attention, you know, Weight is the best place to be as far as preservation of your past time and hopefully your future time as well. So appreciate one, you, man. One thing, another one other thing I want you to look into yeah. is Eagle Cash. The, yeah. If you go over to that um, that link you post, or not the link, the Twitter page you posted earlier yeah. with the bill of the eCash, yeah. there's a whole press release area of that. And just go do some clicking. I ended up in the Treasury Department that mm. – uh, led me to this Eagle Cash program where it's mm. a, it's the values on a debit card that has no name mm. or no it's just a chip. So if you lose it it's like cash. Okay. Um so if you still have your stimulus uh debit cards, go and look on the back of that MetaBank, uh-huh. Visa, those are the payment processors. So that's a part of it. All right. So I'm gonna <laughs> rant on this a little bit because I got that I got it pulled up as soon as you talked about it. And so I see Eagle Cash, a car, I see a military uh personnel at a at a ATM style approach. And I remember talking about uh, there's a certain act, a certain HR something or another that it'll come to me eventually. But it talks about using a postal service as a means of ATMs around the country because they're everywhere. And so this could play into some type of treasury-based card or tap on your phone. There's a little, there's a little kiosk too in the video that you pulled up right there. Yeah. There's a little kiosk. That shows, it's so simple. It's just like an ATM. You put it in. You transfer the the money, the value from the banks that you have, mm-hmm. and it goes onto this little anonymous card, and it's treated like cash. Right. Like that's the system that they're going to be. I don't know if they're going to be implementing it. In, any kind of gold value behind it, but if they want to ever pay off the debt to the federal, uh, the federal reserve, they're going to have to make it desirable for people like us to want to even interact with it. Right, right. Hey, man, appreciate you calling, man. So, thank you for bringing my attention. Thank you as well. for putting out that. Thank you for putting out that video today. I suggest everybody go watch it. You literally, man, that's the key right there, man. Appreciate you, man. Have <laughs> a good one. Up. Yeah. Have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.
yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So the ego cash using debit card. So it's you know from the video earlier, they're talking about you know as of right now that bill they put out. Apart from you know diving deeper, I got to dive deeper. But they were basically making it as if like you know it's hypothetical as of now because they saying not using a digital ledger technology, not using a blockchain, but using something else. So either the infrastructure is already put up there, and I referred to a system back that was forty years old. So. Um, yeah, but we're going to find out sooner than later, of course, people. But anyway, phone lines are open. Feel free to give me a call. Let's talk. Uh, I want to hear from you guys. What else is going on? And uh, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So, or, or, or as well, highlight at rethinking a dollar or something to jump out. And I'll, I'll definitely share my two cents on it. Um, Mark says the U.S. needs to file chapter 11 and start over. Um, yeah, so Mark, that's in, in, you know, if this was a, a typical business type of infrastructure, it'd be no, no brainer. But when you have, you know, 70 plus million individuals in the baby boomer category and you were to just file bankruptcy outright, that means all the retirement pensions and all those financial products that were sold, uh, you know, goes poof. And they're, they're, you know, they would rather deflate the air out the fiat financial bubble through hyperinflation by just, you know, at least appeasing the older generation in particular by sending them worthless checks, like Alan Greenspan said, so that, you know, they can blame it on Russia, blame it on somebody else, but just to go poof, you know, that's, uh, that's, that'd be harder to swallow. So, but I get your point though, man. Um, you know, in any way go, no matter how this unravels, we're witnessing in real time, the erosion of this federal reserve system. And as I always said before, you know, this, administration if it's valid this is the last one under this current structure and i think his executive order put in play whatever digital version comes out solely whether it's the e-cash the fed coin the merger whatever that executive order that just went out if that boy is valid in and of itself because i still question the legitimacy of everything we're experiencing because i still think we're in a state of national emergency which you know changes the game a lot but you know, another thing that comes to mind, and I'm not giving this any type of, you know, approval, thumbs up, but, you know, this plays into the possible realm of the Nasera Jasera crowd, the quantum financial system crowd, you know, people that, you know, they, they, they do more, you know, hype work than actually showing things that people can believe in. But yet when you see stuff like this from the Treasury, it appears to be that they're trying to take back control of some things. But then again, it's so much damage done. They're still going to be paying down the road regardless, because as of right now, all the Federal Reserve fiat notes in circulation, as well as the digital representations of them, they're globally recognized as they're becoming globally recognized as liabilities of this government. So unless you can help your own citizens, help reinstate confidence in the instruments no matter whether it's digital paper or whatever you know getting people to buy into this next system is going to be a problem itself so there's no it's no soft landing it's only going to be some type of unfortunate day of reckoning uh s rep says the point is the national debt is impossible to pay uh off folks it takes thirty one thousand six hundred eighty eight years to count to one trillion second for second ah man yeah, and you know, this is the epitome of what all this has boiled down to. These are all the financial instruments in some capacity that have been, you know, the primary drivers of the, and promoters of this reserve system. 
all the way to the very derivatives, corporate bonds, listed stocks, government bonds, treasury bills. And at the very peak of this, what you don't see is silver because it's so infinitesimally small. But this is two plus or so quadrillion worth of stuff up here. And the only thing that's real that has no real dependence per se on any government is the elements right here. And of course, they're going to try to sell the digital versions of, you know, blockchain, cryptocurrency, you know, all that stuff like that. But, you know, you know, I'm skeptical as is that as well. Uh, Todd says, I wonder who actually writes the executive orders. Uh, definitely not those in the administration. Those things are done by the what you call them, the uh, uh, the them think tanks, as well as uh, the lobbyists, primarily, you know, like the fact that you'll come out with the whatever CARES Act, the American Rescue Act, and, you know, the bills be 8000 pages, 4000 pages who put together 4000 pages in a week, in a month. And, you know, what I'm saying? So like I said before, there's file cabinets with legislation stacked in them in accordance to what the overseers of this monetary order would like to have play out in response to whatever happens outside this country or whatever happens in it. There's a, there's some type of legislation to, you know, convince people that, uh, you know, they have a, a solution to the problem when they're actually the problem themselves. And this plays into, you know, this visual A here, the power pyramid. Where in a very, you know, saying that we've been sold a bag of goods with this current world structure here through religion, governments and its different services and entities, you know, education dumbing down and the media that sells the agendas. And the people who probably really write all this legislation happens to be up here in the in the think tank area. Trilateral Commission, Royal International Settlement Affairs, Council of Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group. You know, those are the people who are you know, the, the, the front men and women. And then of course, you know, to get to the, you know, the, the top of all this, you got to go up a lot higher. And that goes to the owners of the central banks directly, the sh- primary shareholders of all publicly traded companies and private companies, the oligarchy families that of course would never fall under sanctions or anything like that, but because they are the ones that own the central banks. Anyway, I can go down to rabbit holes. Uh, here is says, whatever happened to the infrastructure bill? Where's the new infrastructure? It's been months since it was passed. Uh, Edward, I think the infrastructure bill, other than that one point, was it 1.7 trillion or whatever it was, it was thrown out there and I, it got signed and all that good stuff like that. I think it's a 10 year, if I'm not mistaken, it's a 10 year, uh, you know, bill, but it's all the pork in between that probably matters most because. A part of that 1.7, I think it was, a couple hundred billion to this company, a couple hundred billion. So the companies are probably getting paid right now. But like we learned in the past, the work usually never gets done, especially if the work that's required to get done for whatever infrastructure comes from sources outside this country, i.e. Russia, where the cost of those things now will probably be a lot of, will probably be very problematic. So I wouldn't really expect much work to get done. Like those are just immediate financial ass financial asset boosters like you know you know those the public the publicly traded companies that are the beneficiaries of those contracts in those bills their share prices went up and <laughs> type of things usually so anyway let's keep it moving uh yeah phone lines are open people give me a call would love to hear from you directly what else you got in your mind let's talk uh lots of things is unfolding this is you know a very interesting time to say the least but 
as I always say, you know, there's nothing new if you're a believer in Christ, because we were told that as t- as times get tougher, we have rumors of war, pestilence, famine, and all that other stuff. And, you know, with, you know, shortages and fertilizer and food and all that stuff like here, it all fits into that realm in that category. Now we'll just let the Lord do what he has to do to let things play out in according to his will. Um, what else we got here? It says, why is no one talking about voting system? We need blockchain voting. Uh, dirty scant. <laughs> uh, that is that is something that will definitely be of use in its current or this upcoming midterm. But as I said before, for those that might be new to the channel, I, you know, I question whether or not, you know, we'll be able to get to the midterm elections in a, in a, in a semi-normal environment, just because of all the issues that might come about between now and then deliberately, of course, nothing is by accident. And so the source of the blockchain voting, whoever writes that code, would be the primary overseers as to whether that is valid or not. And if it's funded by our government, if it's funded by our government and backed by some type of venture capitalist group, i.e. the big banks, then it's going to be corrupt code. So finding trustworthy code, open source, publicly visible, that would be great. I would love to have a publicly visible ledger for voting outside of, you know, just not disclosing people's name and address and stuff like that. But to make sure each person gets one vote, <laughs> no six, seven, eight, 10, 20 extra ballots floating around nowhere. Just one vote, one person on a blockchain. I will go for that. If we got any people I heard that's, that's, that's trustworthy enough to create code that's, that's legit, I would support that. But right now, I question that. That's just me. Anyway, uh, what else we got here? Uh, I'm, uh, what it says, I'm praying for our leaders to make better decisions. MW, uh, I'm in agreement with that as well, because we need men after God's own heart, say the least, you know, we need men that, you know, would, would honor and, you know, Hey, would actually call for a national day of prayer to where we actually realign ourselves with our government, because this current government under the democratic leadership that we have, ah, you know, if you can trust it, you know, it's already been corrupted, tainted, and it's, it's causing more harm than good. And so what we need is a much higher source of government. And that's why I'm excited. My mind been racing. Uh, I got some visual aids that were uploaded to my spirit about how to present the kingdom of God and, you know, just that whole government structure, you know, it's a parallel system that's operational right now. You know, if our eyes could see into the spirit realm, we would see, you know, so much wonderful, beautiful things that, you know, would make everything we're experiencing in the natural very, very small and minute because whatever the enemy throws at us now is just temporary in comparison to what God has for us long term. And boy, I tell you, man, it's some exciting stuff happening in the spirit realm. I do believe that. So, yeah, that's just me. Uh, Michael, he says, EOS have wrote the code for voting. So I did see Dan Larimer, the core creator of EOS, as well as Steam and a couple of other projects, talk about in his interview with Mike Maloney on having uh, the ability to create some valid code that could be trustworthy. Yeah, but between now and the time that would be need that would need to be rolled out, the likelihood of it happening is probably not too probable. So I, I wouldn't hang my hat on that. 
<laughs> Brian Ambrose said, Mike looks mad as hell. <laughs> uh, not really, man. Um, yeah, just uh, just just a, a spectator and what's happening, the craziness that's happening, man. Trying to, you know, remind myself I'm in the world, but not of it. And regardless of what's happening around me, you know, God still has a plan for me in particular, as well as for you, if you're willing to believe that and receive that. But there's still so much good that can be done through all this, because once again, there's more than enough opportunity. There's going to be more opportunity whew, moving forward than any time in human history, because we have the best of everything available to us now using technology as well as you know communication. I mean, it's just it's so much opportunity right now that it doesn't make sense. And so that's why, you know, you know, the, the understanding the kingdom aspect of things is important for me just because, you know, I have a part to play in this and I want to do this to the glory of God in a way where, you know, it all points back to him. Like that's the biggest thing, like doing things that make sense, not from a temporary, you know, pointless viewpoint, but, you know, bearing fruit, you know, from a, for, for an eternal standpoint. And, you know, I can go down a rabbit hole because I have to. But, you know, I, you know, despite all the chaos and nonsense happening right now, the greatest and most valuable commodity to God is the human soul and expanding his family, you know, for eternal standpoint of things. So, you know, the greatest asset that we have as believers is the word of God and actually applying it to our lives, living it out, allowing the word itself to bear fruit through us, which ultimately will impact other people's lives bringing souls to the creator to its creator you know for an eternal standpoint so yeah i'm just big on these days of, of trying to bear fruit 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 that last and taking whatever gifts that god has given me to use them for good for his glory so that's kind of where i'm at man nah, yeah I, I, I yeah i can go down rabbit holes with that but i'm not but anyway um yeah i want to check in man give you guys a chance to share your thoughts and insights and whatnot so as of course, as more stuff unfolds, there'll be more stuff out here happening. I'm going to try to stay on top of it just to bring it to your attention because I'd rather be informed and left in the dark. That's just me. But as always, for those that are plugged in, man, if you guys enjoy having a chance to connect with like-minded individuals, be amongst your own kind, which is rare these days because unfortunately, there's a lot of people still sleep out here. And uh, it all depends upon you. And this is your opportunity to bear fruit for the kingdom. And uh, basically plug people in information, point them in the right direction, point them to the experts, point them to the you know resources they need to, you know, be in better position as, you know, uh, the craziness around us unfolds. But uh, as always, you know, we will be more than OK. So click the resubscribe button, click the bell notification, stay notified so you always be in tune. And uh, I want to definitely end on a good note uh, with, you know, what I what I consider to be, uh, as I said last week, the, you know, the pledge. And this is something I'm going to always try to, you know, rem remember to do because we like to end up with a little bit of prayer, given, you know, props or props is due. And of course, props is it's all about our creator, giving props and respect and love for our creator. And uh, I want to definitely do that. And so here's my little contribution in a sense, the declaration of dependence. And so this is a clash of governments right now, people. We got the kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. And I pledge my allegiance to the kingdom of God. So that's kind of where I stand. Hopefully you guys can, you know, relate to that. And it, it resonates with you guys. And uh, we can, you know, connect on this further because I got a lot more stuff I want to talk about. But keep it seat and simple. This is, my, this is our pledge. For those that are interested in saying this pledge with me, feel free to do so. We all know it. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day my daily bread, forgetting my debts. <laughs> We're experiencing a debt implosion right now. And uh, as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for it's your kingdom. It's your power. It's your glory forever. That's what it's about, people. Anyway, be blessed, be safe. And uh, back at it tomorrow, Lord willing. I have an interview I'm going to upload that was very jam-packed with nuggets about the gold ruble aspect. So definitely plug in for that. But be blessed, be safe. And I will see you guys on uh, the flip side. And I'm gonna leave you. Let me leave you. Leave you with a little, leave you a little, a little, little bit of this. The next recession. Recession. Recession will be. Will be a recession. We're gonna hit a recession. The date of the next recession. A, a U.S. only recession typically lasts eight to ten months. A, a crash is coming now. Whether it's six months from now, twelve months, thirty-six months, no one knows. If you have the right plan to set up, uh, you can you can make a lot of money from this.